Welcome to Game That Too! Come on, let's bring it in. Gather round, gather round. All right, guys, take a knee. I am your coach today, Coach Johnny. I understand that might be hard for some of you to say. So if you want to, you can just say coach. That's fine. Coach Johnny or coach either way. What about Coach J? Coach J is fine too. Before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and take attendance. When you hear your name, I want you to say here or present. Okay, here or present. Okay, first up here, I got John. Is there a John here? John? Uh, I'm here. Oh, thank you, John. Okay, next up, I'm looking for Jesse. Is Jesse here today? Here or present. Thank you, Jesse. But... For everybody else, you don't have to say here or present. You can say either here or either present, okay? That's more words. Jesse, if you say that, speak back to me like that again, I'm going to make you run laps. All right, next on the list, we have David. Is there a David here? Present, and can I get up off my knee? Yes, David, you may. Thank you. All right, so guys, I understand that normally on Game That Tune, you guys like to pick a theme. And you pick some games that fit the theme, you play some music from the games, and you give a little bit of trivia, and you goof off, and you have a lot of fun. But today we're having an August Absurdity Championship, where the three of you are going to go head-to-head, and the winner will be declared the August Absurdity Champion. I understand that might be hard for some of you to say, so if you want, you can just say August Absurdity King, or Absurd King, that is fine. Absurd King... August Absurdity Champion, August Absurdity King. I'm going to be grading you all on three things today. i grading you on sportsmanship, participation, and points. And whoever gets the most points will be the August Absurdity Champion or Absurd King. Now, I want to emphasize that I want everyone to have fun and to have a good time. John, can you come up here real quick, please? Yeah, yeah, what's up, Coach? Hey, John, is there anything you'd like to say to David and Jesse before we start? Um, I mean, not a whole lot. Uh, you know, I was talking about it last week. What a, you know, what a competition this has been uh, and, you know, why we uh, why we do the competition that we do. And, wh- you know, what I meant was, guys, what are we all fighting for? I want us all to understand that. Save the podcast for the future of August Absurdity. Sure, that's all fine. But really, is that really how it is? For me, this is a personal feud. I want to beat David and settle my past. August absurdity just happens to be part of that. I've been thinking, and I think we're all fighting for ourselves. For ourselves and for that someone, something, whatever it is that's important to us, that's what we're fighting for. 
That's why we got to keep up this battle for the podcast. So I want all of you to get off the show and find your reasons for yourselves. I want you to make sure, and then I want you to come back. I know why I'm fighting. I'm fighting to win August Absurdity, and that's that. But besides that, there's something personal too. A very personal memory that I have. What about you all? I want all of you to find that something within yourselves. If you don't find it, that's okay too. You can't fight without a reason, right? So I, I won't hold it against you guys if you don't come back. All right, thank you, John. That was sweet. I should have mentioned, John, before you came up, there's a cooler over here. We have orange slices of Capri Suns. Feel free to help yourself at any time. Has that it, cooler been sanitized? It has not. If anybody at any point needs to use the bathroom, please see me for a hall pass. Uh, personally, I don't think it's necessary, but some of the other teachers get upset if you don't have one. So just come see me. I'll give it to you. It's no problem. All right, so John, take a seat. Thank you. Jesse, come up here. Come on up, Jesse. Hey, coach. boy. All right, Jesse, is there anything you'd like to say to John and David? Um, actually, uh, there is. Uh, man, fellas, what a year it's been. Pretty shitty, if you ask me. A lot of us are going through a lot of bull crap. But for the next two to seven hours, none of that matters. What does matter is it's August Absurdity Finals. We've been doing this for a while, and it never gets easy. But that's what makes it great, right? Like, the competitiveness, the challenge we bring to each other, the pure absurdity of it all. And some may think this week is no different than any other week. Maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong. Maybe this is their first episode, and they are very confused. Either way, it doesn't change anything for me. You see, tonight my job is to defeat whatever it is Johnny or uh, Coach Jay has up his sleeve. That's all. You see, lately I've been trying to figure out my place at Game That Tune. What do I bring to the table? What skills do I have? And while none of that matters in the grand scheme, I do know why I'm here tonight. David, you're really going to want to hear this. <laughs> The reason I'm here is simply because John knows he can't win against you one-on-one. -on -one. He's tried and failed and can't seem to dial your number, buddy. So while he might seem all high and mighty with his whole redemption jeopardy deal last week, that was all a ruse. Just a way to make things easier for him. Can he beat David while David has his attention split? That's all he's thinking. But I figure after I'm done satisfying all the Jesse maniacs, I'm going to get off by turning y'all's knob just past the breaking point, brother. All right, Jesse, thank you. That is an A-plus participation, but frankly, a D-minus in sportsmanship. All right, Jesse, go sit down. David, come over here. Thanks, Coach. David, how how you doing today? Hanging in there, coach. All right, well, listen, man, take a minute and tell Jesse and John whatever you want to tell them. I do have something to say, because it's August Absurdity. We're competing against one another, but we're still doing this for ourselves and our fans. We have a plan. Five games, three players, one shot. 
several years ago, I lost. We all lost. We lost friends. We lost family. We lost the August Absurdity title. We lost a part of ourselves. And today, there is a chance to take it all back. You know your position. You know your missions. Get the games. Get the points. One round trip each. No mistakes. No do-overs. Most of us are going to be listening to games we know, but that doesn't mean we should know what to expect. Be careful. Look out for each other. This is the fight of our lives, and we're going to win. Whatever it takes. Good luck. Thank you, David. That was very nice. He gets a fucking round of applause from Coach. The round of applause comes with an A-plus sportsmanship, which Dave just earned. <laughs> so on that note, gentlemen, I want you to touch gloves, tap bats, and uh, let's uh, let's get this game started. Game one. <laughs> guys so this is the only game in the series to be released on a handheld platform
Alright guys, you have your answers ready? Uh, Man, do I ever? <laughs> I... It's between one of two things, and I hope I guessed right. Alright, let's see what we got here. So Jesse has drawn a penis. David has his answer in. John has drawn a penis with fuck you. John, you're not getting into an F in sportsmanship. <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm shooting the moon on sportsmanship. <laughs> and David wrote wave race, which is the correct answer. Fuck. This is the original wave race for the Game Boy. One of the few games on Game Boy to support the four-player adapter. You can actually play this in a four-player mode with Game Boys. Sorry, the what? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, did you guys not know the four-player adapter for Game Boy exists? I knew the four-player adapter for Game Boy existed because Tracks supports it. You can have, like, four-player death matches in Tracks. I didn't know that Wave Race used it. Yes. Yeah, and for I those... I didn't know there was a Wave Race on Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they called it Wave Race 64 on the 64, not just Wave Race. Yeah, it wasn't just a, you know trying to get that name over it was actually a sequel <laughs> well i mean you didn't want to confuse people wow, i'm sure wave race on game boy and wave race on n64 the boxes were basically the same i mean you know it's confusing for all the grandmas and all the kmarts out there it was uh i guarantee you there's some kid that got fucking wave race for game boy instead of for nintendo 64 back in the day <laughs> and I, <no> happen. <laughs> I said i wanted the wave race with four player support yes <laughs> that's what this Perfect. is I told you one three friends. I, I you know, actually consulted your uncle that works at Nintendo. He said, this is how this one works. <laughs> I wanted the wave race I could play with four people. You haven't finished opening up your presents. <laughs> You're going to spoil it. It's like, oh, the four-player Game Boy adapter. Thanks, Grandma. And three other Game Boys and yeah. three other copies of Wave Race and three other friends. Yeah. <laughs> Why are those boxes moving? <laughs> the first present you open is the four-player Game Boy adapter. You're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Just, you know, just wait and see. <laughs> but I want to open the big, the big box that's wobbling and has air holes in it. No, no, that's the last present. That's the last present oh it's three friends <laughs> is that box crying <laughs> i just want to go home what is that wet stain underneath it <laughs> how long has this package been here Man, turned... gonna... it... i didn't realize my grandma was into human trafficking just to get me uh, some game boy playing friends but here we are it's just like a kid really doesn't if... like the friends he got them so you take them back to the friend shelter <laughs> Could you imagine like, if your grandma did her Christmas shopping in June, so like you open it up and it's just three children's skeletons in a box? Oh, oh god. <laughs> oh my god. Dope. <laughs> Grandma's metal. Yeah. That's what she gets and for going on that Costco shopping calendar. Like, she picked up all the kids early. <laughs> Ugh, terrible idea. They're stale by the time you open them. Um, These are Easter kids. Yeah, ew. They're hollow. When it's solid. <laughs> um, so anyway, a wave race on the Game Boy, Johnny. Man, you, uh, what a game this is. You played it, right? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. No. Uh, so, like, this can is. Can I make a guess? The theme this of this show is games you've never played. <laughs> Absolutely, it must be right. Uh, that's I most mean, shows, and I also feel like yes. that opens up to many, many games that could be featured. 
it's 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 a free play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just curious how Wave Race on the Game Boy uh, looked because all of my memories of Wave Race are attached to the Nintendo 64 and its ability to render models and colors and depth. Jelly water. Oh yeah, yeah this is a uh, full yeah. polygonal 3D. Oh, it's, oh, good. it's no, absolutely no not. Questions. <laughs> no, it's top oh, down like micro machines. It's so it's top down racing. Yeah, Wait. top down racing, similar to like micro machines or something like that, but with jet skis <laughs> and like water physics. Now, see, there's my other question. Oh, water, <laughs> water, water, the concept of water physics on the. <laughs> I'm guessing you mean like whirlpools as a hazard and nothing else. Yeah, or yes, like you know you, <laughs> you know, like you slow down on turns and it's a little slippery. You know, <laughs> kind of physics, not, not a, yeah, not not like wave simulations. Yeah, not <laughs> waves or depth or anything like that. No, yeah, no, no, okay, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm seeing some images in the chat now. This is uh, that, that's exactly what I'm picturing. This looks uh, delightful. I don't want to besmirch it. Uh, I'm trying to maintain a more positive outlook here. This looks like you're, you know, riding jet skis in swamp water. I will say yeah, that just the game in your color palette, I guess. <laughs> I will say that apparently this is one of those games that like featured an upgrade when you put it in the Game Boy Color because there seems to be a version where like the water is actually blue and that that's doesn't cool. look as bad. That's oh, good. Okay. You know, because yeah, this uh, you know the green Game Boy Color palette really just puts the whole thing in kind of a messy, polluted kind of vibe. I don't know if that's really uh, <laughs> what I want to be thinking about while I'm wave racing. <laughs> Captain Planet wave race. I was yeah. gonna say I would I would play the hell out of like redneck wave race where you're just like <laughs> taking jet skis through the bayou. Mm-hmm. Playable Bayou Billy. Sounds great. Yeah. Oh, what a crossover. Bayou uh, Billy's wave race. God. You can't oh. be the first race. <laughs> um, man, Johnny, what a fun, uh, what a fun pick, man! What a nice pull, I feel like, jeez, wave race on the Game Boy. You know, where'd you? You know, mm. you, you know, you're already surprising us with this, uh, with these picks, man. That's a great selection. Yeah, no, thank no you. one get that one. Yeah, you well, know, only some fucking crazy weirdo would know the music from that yeah. and get it right. <laughs> So bad news. That's my best pick. <laughs> Everything is all downhill from here. Yeah, that's your most like well-known, popular franchise that you chose tonight. Wave Race. Honestly, yes. <laughs> oh, four oh, more versions of Wave Race. Yeah. Thank God. You know. Wait. Did I clear Johnny to use all the versions of Wave Race on the show? Oh no. <laughs> it's this year's Batman Returns. <laughs> um. So yeah, do you guys have anything else to say about Wave Race? Have we said anything about Wave Race on Game Boy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were you listening, David? We talked about the water. Yeah, there's water, but not water physics. Right. Well, exactly. vague water physics. There's a uh, vague. <laughs> and there's water. Nobody said, nobody said maximum power or imitated the Wave Race 64 announcer yet. You want to do that? I believe this game has a mode where you can ride the dolphin similar to Wave Race 64. There's like a dolphin like stunt mode or something like that in this game. Can four players ride the dolphin? I think. Uh, I think each. I think everybody gets their own dolphin. I don't think. Oh. No, like a shared dolphin. You all just. <laughs> I don't gang bang that dolphin. Oh no! no. That's, I mean, like, that's a, not like what the GB dolphin. stands for, <laughs> Jesse. Oh, 
I, I have to jump in because um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. There are two modes, slalom and race. And in race mode, uh, there are two power-ups. You can you can get a dolphin that increases your turning ability, or an octopus that steals stuff from opponents, and that okay. sounds awesome. Now but it would that's... only steal one of those two things. Right, <laughs> either steals the dolphin or steals the octopus. Steals another octopus. <laughs> I would just be so down with an endless supply of octopi. I'd be so down with all editions of Wave Race if they featured gangster fucking kleptomaniac octopuses. <laughs> like, why is that not a thing going forward in the series? What the fuck? <sighs> they go. They went That's all why we have realistic licensed on the Nintendo 64. They got rid of the, you know, the Boo Octopus. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So would it would it work like a Boo where you can be anywhere, or would it you have to actually get up next to them so the octopus can extend one of his tentacles and steal things? I mean, I, mean, I think it's just like a boo. Laugh and everything. All the same. <laughs> I would hope that, like, the tentacles grab something, but it's on Game Boy, so I imagine it works like a boo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, on, that, on that note, let's move on to Game 2. Game 2.
Alright guys, I have kind of two pieces of trivia for this game. Uh, one is that this is the only game in the franchise where Gabriel directly fights someone on screen. And the more helpful trivia is, this is our fan request from Muddle Madness. some answers. Dave John's ready, David's ready, Jesse's ready, here we go. Okay, so Jesse says Persona 5 Royale, which is incorrect. David and John both say Guilty Kier Xerd, which is correct. This is Guilty Gear Xerg sign, the fighting game, uh, with that sweet, <laughs> sweet metal music. Did you already say it wrong once? Did you say Zerg sign that I time? Think, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, I, think you I, did. Just, I just want to go back to Guilty Gear Zerg sign the fighting game as opposed to the kart racer? That I would like to see, actually. That would be pretty cool. I think it would look dope. Because I don't think about the series, so I don't know where the racetracks would be set, but I'm into it. Yeah, I love the hand-drawn sprites of the series, right? That's like their hallmark is the gorgeous sprite artwork. Yeah. And I feel like... Oh, go ahead, David. No, I was going to say, I just... I always have to look up Guilty Gear because I get Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue confused very, very easily. Mm. No, it's impossible. And then I remember that Guilty Gear is the one with the little pirate girl, and I'm set. I mean, I don't see any similarities, David. They uh, don't share an art style. They don't share an alliterative naming scheme. 
Uh, they don't share a shredding guitar soundtrack. They're not rad as hell, either of them. Um, quite frankly, they don't, they don't frequently re-release things or release them with insane subtitles that make no sense. Um, I don't, I don't really see where the similarities lie in this series, David. I think you're a little bit off base here. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. It must be. It must be just me. Yeah. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> so, we yeah. still got have any of you guys played Guilty Gear Zerd Sign? You notice I said it right that time. You did, man. Uh, um, confession time, no. I've never played any of these fucking games. I, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm interested in them. Uh, I was watching Evo this year, and uh, Guilty Gear Strive was like the last, one of the last things they showed. Um, I realized a problem with, uh, with some esports. Uh, namely ones involving fighting games in which I uh, have not played them. I didn't have any idea what the fuck was going on. But it was really nice to look at. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know a single thing about like, how this game plays. It's like, <laughs> it's a fighting game and they're cartoon characters and they look great. So, you know, I, I need to like have a like a guide on hand telling me what to cheer for in that case because I, I don't know what the fuck I'm you know, doing. Like, Street Fighter, Tekken, I understand it. I'm hyped for it. Guilty Gear, uh, this is a nice episode of a show that I haven't watched before. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> anime. It looks great! <laughs> yeah. I love trappings of a very cool thing. I really want to get in and like this, because I love the character designs in it. Um, and yeah, it looks flashy, and the, sprite, the hand-drawn sprites are amazing. Um, but I have played Blaze Blue, and I like wacky, random, fast-paced fighting games like Marvel vs. Capcom, but this is even faster paced than that, and I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I I need something that I can kind of understand what's happening, and this is a little too fast-paced for me. Yeah, see, and my problem isn't even the pace. It's just the lack of knowledge of what it is. Like, I understand fighting games, 2D fighting games, that makes sense. I can even extrapolate from old Mortal Kombat games, like what current Mortal Kombat is doing. But unfortunately, I've never picked up Guilty Gear, so I don't know what any of the characters are doing. But seriously, it looks cool as hell. It's stylized as fuck. Um, I, I support as much insane styles clashing on the screen as possible, like, at all times. But also, I need to play one of these games to wrap my head around what they are. So Yeah, I played... Anyway, the music is fucking rad. Oh, the music's so good. I played Guilty Gear X on the Dreamcast and immediately lost, like, in the first match. <laughs> and was like, well... Yeah, that was nice. Back to Blockbuster you go. <laughs> I'm not learning this. Um, yeah, why would you ever bother with Guilty Gear X if you could play Soul Calibur instead? Like, you know, good call, Johnny. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Way to dodge a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, I think... Guilty Gear might be winning. I think Soul Calibur may have lost its way. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Do they still make yeah. Soul Calibers? They tried. They made a Soul Calibur 6. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Better than 4 and 5. <laughs> right, I forgot. One of the characters from this, um, Biken, was in Samurai Showdown. Is he a samurai? Uh, she is a samurai. Oh, good. Ooh. She's a um, sexy, busty samurai with an eye patch. so... I'm in favor of that. Interested. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just sitting there. I was like, I feel like one of these characters crossed over because there was a weird thing where, like, 
at least in fighting games within the last like three or four years, like Akuma was in Tekken and then Biken was in Samurai Showdown and the guy from Samurai Showdown popped up in Soul Calibur. Like everybody just started throwing characters everywhere. Right. I'm in favor of it. Everybody should be visiting each other. It should be just, you know, uh, there's no like there's nobody on top right now. I'm sure that, you know, people will declare that Street Fighter 6 is the new hotness or something, but, like, man, if everybody just wanted to mix all their fighting game characters up and cross them over for the next couple of years, I'd probably play a lot more of these other fighting games. Hmm. Like, uh, you know, give me a reason, baby. You know, throw, a, throw everybody in everything. Maybe even put them all in one game, uh, you know, so they don't have to buy all the other games. Like, just maybe, uh, maybe some great crossover fighting game involving... Uh, I don't know, some recently popular characters. Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty badass to have, like, one fighting game where you could play as, like, Ryu and Ken and Kazuya from Tekken mm-hmm. and Terry Bogard from, oh. like, King of Fighters. Like, yep. damn, that would be an awesome game. It would, man. It's a shame that nobody's come up with a game like that. Because, uh, you know, they try to ruin it with a bunch of fucking, like, silly characters or something. Um, and people would probably like to cry it as not being hardcore enough for the fighting game community. Uh, but it seems like a great idea, David. I, 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 we should write that one down. We that should. Should, be a, should be a new Patreon goal. Crossover fighting game involving some fighting games uh, and video games in general's most favorite characters. So, yeah. Put a, put a pin in that for sometime in the future, maybe. Ugh. Dear all video game companies, <laughs> yeah, there dear are two... All- Uncles. <laughs> there are too many fighting video games. Please, Please remove at least three. <laughs> I am not a crackpot. <laughs> no, man. Just times are tough. Inflation's a bitch. I need to only buy one fighting game and be satisfied with it. <laughs> like, let's just get them all in there, baby. Uh, man, what a dream. I feel like in this hypothetical, like, dream roster fighting game, there should be, like, a marquee nintendo fighter like one of the characters from arms or punch out oh man you know but they're not really marquee characters i would say you got to do someone from fire emblem that's the hot characters right now everybody's no. fire emblem maybe I think y- y'all three, are just four, y'all are missing the point five what? six we could, we could have like eight, superman be the uh eight characters from fire the main character fighting game with superman in it that sounds crazy yeah no um i can see that Tasmanian devil i can see that going one of two ways either it's a really goofy fighting game where superman's beating up like jake from adventure time yeah it's a really serious fighting game where superman's like murdering people (laughs) or some really really serious fighting game where superman's beating up jake from adventure time i mean that (laughs) happens too that's that's how that's how fighting games work, David. It's a very serious fighting game in which Superman is beating up Velma from Scooby Doo. And like Shaggy can go Super Saiyan, yeah, and throw a sandwich at you while mm-hmm. LeBron James is dressed like a cowboy. And it's very, very serious, David. Yeah, I'm waiting for that, Evo. Go fuck in yourself. Fact, for implying that something about this game doesn't sound serious. Yeah. It's, it's got something for everyone, baby. <laughs> I am curious about Stripe, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Gu- Guilty Gear would be good if it was any of these things. If they could just cross these characters over into any of the things we just named, then I'd, I'd be more in Guilty Gear. But as it is, it's got that rad soundtrack, and it looks really nice. 
Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to actually play it at some point. Maybe. Maybe I'll just keep listening to the music. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a live stream where we play other games while listening to the Guilty Gear soundtrack. <laughs> that is a win, 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 win. <laughs> James, why didn't we think of that soon? <laughs> Wave race on Game Boy with the Guilty Gear soundtrack. Blow the fucking composer up. I'm sure he's doing nothing important. Like... Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Game three. guys so this game was um originally released on the commodore amiga before being reskinned and retooled and re-released on dos game boy game gear nes smash systems super nintendo and the version that we're hearing sega genesis see answers what was that first system you said it came out on um i think i said game boy first the full list no, is no, no, no. i mean the original oh commodore amiga yeah okay crap uh my my plan to just do a cursory wikipedia search didn't work out because there's 2198 games for the amiga yeah <laughs> that's bad <laughs> that's how they get you 
Yeah, they want you to buy all those Amigas. <laughs> Very popular in the US, the Amiga. Alright. I feel like it was more of a Europe thing. Okay, so... So John drew another piece and said, fuck you, which is getting into F- minus for sportsmanship. Uh, Jesse says, art alive, which is incorrect. And David says, Krusty's super fun house, which is correct. This I figured ported to, like, everything, it had to be some kind of weird-ass licensed game. Yeah, this was originally released as Rat Trap uh, on the Commodore Amiga. Oh! Before being licensed to acclaim and reskinned as Krusty's Funhouse or Krusty's Super Funhouse, depending on what system you're playing it on. Mm hmm. And yes, basically a Simpsons game that has absolutely nothing to do with The Simpsons. Right. You're Rusty it's... trying to catch rats, which he very Who? famously does in the show. <laughs> Krusty. You say Krusty. What's that? Did you say Rusty instead of Krusty? I may have. Krusty. Yeah. Krusty, hot, uh, hot Japanese chick from those uh, those games that nobody played. <laughs> no, knowing my brain, I'm th I'm thinking of rats and talking about Krusty, so I guess we're <laughs> just Rusty. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm looking at the box art for this game, and it's a bunch of like cartoon rats through lead pipes for some reason. It there's no like background. It's just a red wall with pipes everywhere. So I don't get how it's a fun house. But I love that it's Krusty's Fun House and Bart Simpson is standing on a box that says featuring the Simpsons. Oh, okay. Just yep. in case you weren't clear who this Krusty character was. It's good. They had to remind people. It was nice that you got a game where you got to play as Krusty, right? Because that's what people were clamoring for in, when this came out in, what was it, 1992? Yes, 1992. People were like, I don't want Krusty. I want to play yeah, a game as Krusty. We want Krusty. <laughs> um, that's that's what they were all chanting. We want Crunchy. Yes, that's <laughs> Um, And yeah, man, they got it with uh, Krusty trying to clear rats out of his fun house. Yeah, his fun house has been infested, so you got to get the rats out. And, you know, true to Simpsons form, Krusty, of course, occupies a large funhouse. He's not a TV clown who works at, like, Channel 6. It's not a TV studio-based setting. It's a it's a fictional funhouse. You're playing as, like, kid's idea of who Krusty is. You're playing as, like, kayfabe Krusty. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand, because if this is, like, supposed to be a Simpsons game, and it's, like, Krusty's brand funhouse, he doesn't need to get rid of the rats. The house will explode into flames in like 30 minutes and kill all the rats anyhow. Mm -hmm. But then the next week, everything just kind of resets from the beginning and nothing has changed. Yeah, that's Keenan Simpsons, David. It always was all about the illusion of change. Something crazy would happen, and then next Thursday or Sunday, depending on what year we're talking about, everything is back to normal, and they didn't you know, really reference anything that ever happened. So, in a way, this is the most accurate of all uh, possible formats to enjoy The Simpsons in. By turning off the game, you've simply started a new episode. Of yes. The, the best way to enjoy The Simpsons is to turn off Krusty's Funhouse. I think time has proven that, yeah, the best way to enjoy The Simpsons is not through video games. <laughs> like, man, what fools we were. Um, I don't know. Hit and run holds up. 
I see. I don't think it does. It was fun at the time. You haven't played Hit and Run in about 17 years, I bet, David. Uh, I'm not sure it does hold up. <laughs> How do you know? I could have been playing Hit and Run last night. I totally wasn't. I know. If no one was. <laughs> I, I would like to meet the person that was playing Hit and Run last night. I, I simply won't believe they exist. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, Johnny, are you prepared to say this is the best Simpsons game? Is that the uh, you know hill you're dying on tonight? Ooh, best Simpsons game on the Sega Genesis? No. Oh! <laughs> Are you yeah. prepared to say this is the best Simpsons game? Game four. <laughs> I was about to say ouch for Virtual Bart, but no, you uh, you you know pulled a double switch, man. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So this is not the best Simpsons game? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. So what else is on Sega Genesis? You have Virtual Bart. Virtual. You've, you've got the Genesis version of Bart versus the Space Mutants. Can't possibly be good. That whole game, no matter where it is, is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there, oh God, there's another Genesis Simpsons game, but now I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. Um, oh, God, was that it? Were there only three Simpsons games for the Genesis? Maybe this was the best. No. There's Bart's Nightmare. Which is also terrible. <laughs> I thought that was the SNES, basically the answer to Virtual Bart. I didn't know that was on uh, Genesis. No, I definitely played that on Genesis as a kid. Oh, I, okay. I could be wrong, but like I'm 99% sure Genesis got both of those games. Hmm. I at least feel confident in saying that this is the best Simpsons game on the Commodore Amiga. <laughs> that I might be able to get behind. If it were a Simpsons game on the Commodore Amiga, David, it was only Rat uh, Trap or whatever on the Amiga. <laughs> yeah, you're not crusty on the Amiga. I have no, no idea who you are on the Amiga. That's a good just question. A simple exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, I'm I'm googling now. Rat Trap on the Commodore Amiga. I'm curious about who wow. do you play as? Who do you play as? Important. It's, of course, the Google immediately says, you, "Do you mean Krusty's Funhouse?" <laughs> you don't really want to search for rat trap on the Amiga, right? Here's like some kid, little kid, catching rats or snakes, killing them. Uh, I think so. Yes, mm. um, you are exterminating the rats. You're feeding the rats I, to the snakes. That's I good. just want to know: Were the makers of this game ever sued by Hasbro for copyright imitation? Because oh, for mouse there's trap? that game, Mouse Trap. <laughs> Does the game... We haven't really talked about what you do in the game. Does the game in any way resemble the board game Mousetrap? Isn't it like Lemmings? It's basically like Lemmings, like you're guiding rats into or out of the funhouse. Uh, either, uh, either into traps or out of the funhouse. I don't 100% recall on this one. It's, it's been a long time. Do you <laughs> kill Lemmings in that game? Because I, well, not, I might have been playing a completely different game. Well, not intentionally. Not purpose. You don't do it on purpose. The goal oh. is to do it. <laughs> Wait, you don't kill the Lemmings on purpose? <laughs> That's why I was failing. I was trying to kill all those little fuckers. <laughs> Shit. That's, I thought that was the whole point of the lemming. They all run off the cliff and die, right? Like, that's the whole idea. It's one of those games where it's named after the enemy that you're trying to kill. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you guys name another one. <laughs> Metroid. Thank huh? you. They're like Metroids. Castlevania. Yeah, how many Castlevanias do you fight, John? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Johnny. All of them. They're having a party. <laughs> the werewolves passed out on the couch. 
Dan, I got to hand it to you. These picks so far have been dynamite. I, I you know, uh, if not for points, for at least uh, just, you know, fantastic, you know, reminiscence. Man, reminiscing on games that I would never, ever, ever, ever play. <laughs> Even no. as a Simpsons fan, I knew better than to pick this up. <laughs> as a kid, I definitely rented this again once. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the theme? Is the theme one-time rentals? <laughs> Shit. You figured it out. Oh, you had the fucking place where you could rent Game Boy games. I knew it. You started it. <laughs> you had one of those bougie blockbusters. <laughs> bougie Game Boy blockbusters. The fucking Game Boy games. I knew it. The mm, GBBB. No, Al <laughs> no Albertsons for you. You fucking, you know, pointy-toity upscale blockbuster that had handheld games. You probably rent a suitcase with a fucking system in it. Just, you know, at the drop of a hat. Everything always in stock. Blockbuster fans are two things. One, no porn. Two, Game Boy game rentals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope the Bougie Blockbuster would have a secret porn section. That would really... <laughs> yeah. uh, there's an island in the back of the nice Blockbuster with all the porn in it. Um, Damn it, anyway. I was trying to remember... I was trying to rent Ninja Turtles, like, Follow the Foot Clan, and I got porn. Mm-hmm. I got the secret of some other kind of ooze. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming out of our shells. Oh, God. That's usually where it comes from. Game four. <laughs>
All right. This is the first game in the series to have a Western release. Got some answers. Sorry, I had to change my answer. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Got two lockdown answers here. One from Jesse, one from John. They're not dick saying fuck you this time. That's always cool. Everybody wrote Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Everybody is correct. That is our first hat trick of the evening. I'm surprised we haven't used this before. Oh god, don't tell me we've used this before. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 we haven't. We just used Mystical Ninja on N64, but I feel like, I just feel like this is one of those games that we should have used by now. Mm. Yeah, so, who here has played Legend of the Mystical Ninja? All right, then. Game, Game. five. <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> uh, you've never played this? No, I've only played the N64 one, oh. which is which is excellent, by the way. So yeah. how does this compare? Do you know if it's as crazy and wacky? I do believe the typical Goemon game is uh, crazy and or wacky. Okay. Um, I believe this is more of like a, a 2.5D situation because it's, you know, on the Super Nintendo. Sure. Um, I think it's like a platformer, basically, and, you know, you hit people with your pipe, and I think you get to uh, switch to the Fat Ninja as well. Abismasaru? Is that his name? Abismaru? I, yeah, I'm not prepared to pronounce that name, but yes. Um... Hmm. Yeah, I believe this is basically kind of like a, a beat em up, right? More or less. Or does oh, this. Okay. Hmm. Um, you're out on town and beat up people, gather money, buy items, and then there's a side scrolling platform uh, portion of it as well. Right, I was oh. going to say, it looks like a combo. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, it looks, it looks interesting. It looks like there's a lot going on in this game. That seems to be the MO for the uh, Goemon series there. There seems to usually be a lot going on. <laughs> is it Konami? Yes, yes, this is a Konami is. game. Mm -hmm. huh. Maybe it uh, comes back. Because yeah, I haven't played a <laughs> Legend or whatever the you know N64 one is. Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Um, 
yeah, I haven't played that one, but I have played Konami Crazy Racers, and uh, he's in that. He's got a couple. There's a couple of little tracks set in the Goemon world, so it's pretty sweet. I like this guy. I should should have played more of these games. <laughs> um, I watched somebody streaming uh, the N64 one last year on Twitch. I'm like, fuck, that's what I was missing out on. This game looks fucking rat. <laughs> yeah. The, the, oh the man. Parts where you're in the mech and stuff are so cool. Yeah. Why didn't anybody tell me it was this rad? I thought it was just a ninja game. Turns out you're like flying into space and fighting in mechs and shit. I'm like, space! Fuck, I missed. But, um, yeah, man, I sh- uh, we should play this, guys. Uh, Johnny, does this uh, game support four players? Ooh, good question. Good question. Uh, I mean, players. some SNES games did support four players, but uh, not oh, this yes, one. John, I know that. <laughs> this I one, mean, I believe, I is like two. The game is built around a pair of characters, so I don't see how it would support four players. You well, just could two have pairs. a situation where a two pairs play at the same time, and you see which pair could beat it before the other pair. Mm hmm. Or it could be the kind of thing where it's just, you know several different colors of Goemon going at it together. Uh, you know, a little uh, mm. new Super Mario Brothers situation with those colorful toads. You know, <laughs> the characters, they're, uh, they're not distinct from each other in any way. But you guys just, uh, you know, I don't know, run around doing ninja shit. Sounds great. Yeah, I love doing ninja shit. Yeah. Do you know how much... Question- would it be a four-player cooperative game or would it be in the Super Mario, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii kind of vein where you can ruin it for each other? Ruin it. Ruin it. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like there's just there's a mischievous element to all of ninjadom, but especially like this cartoony SNES game. I feel like you know, they're really leaning into like the, you know, they say mystical ninja, but I'm thinking it's mischievous ninja. I think maybe that was a translation issue. And uh, yeah. I, I think some four-player ninja mischief would be uh, pretty great. If only we could go back in time 30 years and program this. <laughs> and he fights with a pipe, so... So he's he's a stoner. Yeah. It's implied, right? Like, you know, you never see him smoking that pipe, but, like, the pipe's always empty, which implies he finished yeah, he's smoking the bowl right before each level. Yeah. Tap that thing out, and then he's just beating people with it. And if it's still hot when you hit someone with it, that's gonna suck for them. Yeah, just you know, ask Rick James's victims. <laughs> that would be a sweet like. This little... led to the mystical Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be a. I was gonna say that'd be a sweet little mini game between rounds where you have to smoke a bowl before the next level. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was gonna be a sweet little mini game, and it's a rhythm game where you have to perform Super Freak. Bird crack bite. Um, God, yeah, I was avoiding making one joke about a fucking musician, you know, imprisoning people, and I ended up making a joke about a completely different musician imprisoning people. It's fascinating. Just yeah. can't help it, man. The places you know, discussions go. <laughs> no, life is mystical. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Danger. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah, do you guys have anything else to say on the legend of the mystical ninja? What more is there to say? We pretty much. <laughs> I think we nailed. We reinvented it. Decided yeah. the '64 one was better. Huh? And then yeah. uh, talked about we the talked celebrities. About we talked about not it. We talked about <laughs> fake versions of it. And then we made you know jokes that were completely inappropriate. Johnny, we gave it the full GTT treatment. Game five. <laughs> Thank you.
Alright guys, so this was supported this game was supported by a short-lived media franchise consisting of a six-issue comic book series published by Marvel uh, and an animated TV pilot starring Whoopi Goldberg and Tim Curry. Some answers here. Sorry. Alright, Jesse's about ready. Looks like John's ready. And let's see what David wrote. Oh my god. So, everybody mentioned Dinatron City, which I'm gonna count. Uh, this is Defenders of Dinatron City. Made by LucasArts, uh, my favorite review of this is from Moby Games, and it simply reads, quote, LucasArts made a bad game. <laughs> Oops. Are you guys familiar with... Are you guys familiar with Defenders of Dinatron City, the media franchise? No. I am not, but I'm wondering how this failed. Oh my God. Because I'm looking at the cover of Ooh. the first miniseries, like first issue of the miniseries, there seems to be a glowing radioactive dog. David, put a that guy... away. Put that away. Because <laughs> okay. this leads Bro. me to my lightning round. <laughs> lightning round! <laughs> Alright, guys. About Defenders of Dynatron City, folks. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back to the actual game in a second, but I'm going to give you I'm going to give each of you guys a Defender of Dinatron City that could be real or it could be something I just made up. I'll give you the name and description of the character, and you tell me, is this real? And so we'll start with David. Real in the sense that it's part of Defenders of Dinatron City, which yes. we're saying is a real thing. Well, oh, no, okay. Come. <laughs> is this a part of Dinatron City, or is this something that Johnny made up in his weird brain? Okay, yeah. Just All right. So we'll start with David. Um, buzzsaw girl. She's basically a mermaid, but instead of a flipper for feet, it's a buzzsaw. I'm gonna say no. No, that's real. Oh, man. <laughs> David, put it away, man. Don't, don't, no. you, can't, you can't whip it out just yet. <laughs> I, if you can see the reflection in my glasses, it's the whereby window. I'm uh, talking about your dick. Oh. <laughs> so, Alright, so Jesse... <laughs> Uh, Jet Headstrong, he's a big buff dude that can launch his own head like a, like a rocket, dynamite heady style. 
Does he get it back? Um, yes. No, it's a one-off. <laughs> he <laughs> just dies. He's, he's dead. Uh, Game of Thrones, baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. He is yep, that's it. real. My man. Remind me to come back to that when we're done with the lightning round. <laughs> All right, John. Radium Dog. He's a dog with big metal jaws with super bite powers. Given what David was looking at before he started this lightning round, I'm going to say that's a part of Dinatron City. That is. My man. <laughs> All right, so David, uh, Toolbox. He is a toolbox that has beco- turned, become sentient and is a hammer with interchangeable fists. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. That's, that, that is real. My man. All right, Jesse. Ms. Megawatt. She shoots electricity. That's it. Um... <laughs> Seems so simple compared to the other ones. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep, she's real. Oh, man. Alright, John, the final one. Monkey kid. Half monkey, half kid. He's a monkey that can talk. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so lazy that it could be made up, but I'm going to say, given this is a lightning round program by you about this game, I'm going to say that's really a part of Defenders of Dinatron City. You're correct. Oh, man. They were oh, all defenders of Dinatron City. <laughs> we just did the rundown, baby. <laughs> Let's see. That's one for David, two for John, and two for Jesse. Let's update some points here. Amazing. <laughs> um, a sub mermaid. <laughs> Monkey. Do you Monkey think anybody kid. else is talking about defenders of Dinatron City this year? This has got to be like, yeah, this is our thing, man. We, you know, we, it's Minnesota fans and it's Dinatron City. No, <laughs> S- anybody else has brought these things up this year. <laughs> this is SEO gold, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're top in the Dinatron City category on Twitch right now. You know what my favorite <laughs> part? <laughs> you know what my favorite part of this is? Released on the NES in 1992. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1992 for the NES. You know, many valid games. <laughs> Not when you're like trying to start a franchise. Like that's yeah, when like yeah. Mega Man Five comes out. I was literally about to say Mega Man Five is so good, but you said not starting a franchise. Yeah, no, not a great start to your franchise putting on the NES uh, and only the NES in '92. <laughs> not so hot. Um, man, speaking of not so hot, those goddamn tunes—they're <laughs> not good. Oh. God damn! <laughs> Everything I ever said about Maniac Mansion. And George Lucas slammed his dick in a microwave. Double it. <laughs> double double like, the dick. Like dicks. this shirt you can buy on our merch uh, store. Show it off, Jesse. Yeah, there it is. You'd think we planned this. We didn't, baby. That's just a fucking... That's just a perfect synergy shirt right there. God damn. <laughs> like, I don't care for the sounds they make for the LucasArts games. That is... You know, we're talking... I'm, look, I'm seeing through time and space all of Game That Tune history coming back to me in a rush. Fuck these composers. Wow, it sounds so bad. <laughs> George Sanger oh. and David Warhol were the composers for this game. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. Uh, no, it's funny. I, I, uh, I think one of the guys in like one of the BGM like podcast groups maybe interviewed or shared an interview and said like, yeah, I, I got this interview with famous composer George Sanger. I'm like, 
George Sanger. Why do I know that? Hey, <laughs> maniac fucking mansion guy. Are we calling this guy a famous composer now? Fuck this guy. <laughs> so he dropped some Sanger. arpeggios down the stairs. I had Sanger on the brain this year, and I don't care for it. Like, oh, he seems like a polite man, but man, oh man, what bad music he made. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm I love... I hope his resume includes a line that says "Dick Slammer." Like, yeah. My my favorite part of Defenders of Tron City, by the way, is like the so the plot of how they all got their powers is uh, there's a guy, Doctor Mayhem, and he's put out something called Protocola, and when you drink it, you get like mutated and get powers, or just mutated, I think. And then, but then some people go into the Protocola factory and fall into a giant vat and get powers. And one of Wait, the things that's already a soda that mutates you, but they fell into too much of it. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things that fell in that became a hero was an actual toolbox. <laughs> like a toolbox fell in, and now he's like a hammer person. Okay, that's. I mean, I kind of love it. <laughs> I, I I want to track down this comic miniseries because yeah. somebody posted a page from it, and the first panel has this like factory. <laughs> And on, on the, the chain link fence, there's a giant sign with a kid eating like a bowl of cere- cereal. And it says, Chocolatey Syrupy Hyper Smacks Company. And immediately beneath it is a sign that says, Danger Radiation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Setting up a really positive world there. <laughs> you know, nothing misanthropic in here. <laughs> now, the question, so this animated show, was Whoopi Goldberg or Tim Curry playing the fucking sentient toolbox? Like, um, I gotta double check who Tim Curry was playing because it's not listed here on Wikipedia. But I know Whoopi Goldberg. Tim Curry playing a fucking sentient hammer that used to be a dead toolbox. <laughs> Apparently, it was originally a white toolbox was voiced by David Coburn, which was the voice of Captain Planet. Of course, yeah. And Monkey <laughs> Kid is voiced by Brian Stokes Mitchell. Uh, let's see here. Who has been in God, a lot of things. He was in Ghost Dad. Uh, <laughs> he, he was an Alf. One episode of Alf. Um, Apparently the original voice of Dr. Mayhem, the villain, was Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That's yeah, a perfect, like, and as. And Christopher Walken as Dr. Mayhem. <laughs> yeah. They replaced him the last minute. That's probably why this did not take off. Johnny, can you yes, that's the in? reason. Can you there's, become the new Doctor Mayhem? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> there's no name next to Radium Dog, so maybe that's who Tim Curry plays. Probably Curry. Yeah, just doing dog sounds, or do you think he actually talked? <laughs> I. It was probably Frank Welker doing dog sounds. No, but okay. Give me a you know, give me a quick Tim Curry saying a dog sound in the uh, same cadence as space. Arf. he's he's credited as adam ed the floating head what i have no more details on who the fuck that is is there zordon (laughs) well apparently based on this one page dr mayhem's like main henchman is just a giant floating purple head that shoots laser beams out of its eyes looks like modok no, because he doesn't even have a chair. He's literally just a head. Like, um, guy from Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> what does everybody want? Jeez, man. This, um, 
I kind of kind of wish this was a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I wish yeah, more somebody... of a thing. I mean, it is a thing. We did the lightning round about it, but yeah, I mean, why didn't this take off, guys? This uh, this is all dynamite right here. <laughs> this is clearly going to be the next Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and they, you know, just had fucking toys sales written all over it. Mm-hmm. And, you it's know, hot 90s actors, Dynatron City with Whoopi Goldberg and Christopher Walken. <laughs> I also. <laughs> I, I love the f- fact that it's like you have a radioactive, super strong dog. You have a, a woman who shoots electricity, a living toolbox with interchangeable hands and everything. And one of your superheroes is still just a monkey that talks. Hell, yeah. I mean, it's a half boy, half monkey. His bananas explode, okay? <laughs> you should have led with that, John. Hold on. He's also MacGyver. <laughs> Rigs up banana based gadgets. <laughs> and we really haven't really gotten into mermaid with saw blades <laughs> where are the saw blades is it, is instead of the leg? feet instead of the flipper it's saw blade so but like she's a fish person and instead of a fin at the bottom she's got some saw blades uh, no, no she's, she's, a, she's a human imagine like half woman half pizza cutter <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Wasn't that a whole line of Pizza Hut ads back in the day? <laughs> man, she was in a bunch of stuff. Uh, cool, Milo? man. Candy Milo. Anyway. Oh, Candy Milo is in this? Yeah, yeah, she plays Buzzsaw Girl. Nice! So, that's cool. Yeah, well, that's a pretty um, big names on this. It, it made it on VHS, so... Oh, we gotta we track could, this down. We could probably, you know, oh, it. <laughs> oh, I looked like it up. A... It's on YouTube. You can, okay. you can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we could movie night this shit. It would yep. be fun. Ooh. We must. How absurd. Alright, well, uh, guys, we're running a little fast, but good news is I have a bonus game. <laughs>
Alright guys, this is a fan request from uh, Ravzig. Uh, some of this game's bonus games include Duck Walk, Swift Spin, Reflex Rally, and Wall Practice. Guys, uh, let's see them answers. Ooh, so everyone wrote Mario Tennis Power Tour. John wrote Mario Tennis GBA. Close enough. This is Mario Tennis Power Tour for the Game Boy Advance. Saving on space. It's hissy music, and one of the games is wall practice. It's Mario Tennis on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <Biggies>. <laughs> There's fucking what a game wall ball in your fucking Game Boy Advance a game you can easily play by going outside with a ball and a wall, <laughs> but no, you need to play a Game Boy Advance game of it. Yeah, you could very easily play this game like oh, with an actual ball and a wall if you're Mario. Mm. That's how they yeah. get you. A ball and a wall, and a pair of overalls and a fake mustache. Still pretty easy. Yeah, a fun little thing I found out about this game too is I think this is the only Mario Tennis game without Wario in it, but he is in like some of the voiceover parts of the game. Like he announces Camelot Software's title, like logo, but he's not actually in the game. <laughs> so he's like the John McEnroe. Yeah, he was probably suspended for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> this way I still get paid. Wow. <laughs> Let's hear some of those voice clips. Wow, I'll bash your head in with a fucking ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was suspended. Um, so wait, if Wario's not in it, is Waluigi in it? It is. I believe it's the only Mario Tennis game where Waluigi appears without Wario. Now that's fascinating. I mean, Waluigi, like Mario Tennis is kind of Waluigi's thing. Yeah. As Wario's doubles partner, we know this. <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the whole reason he exists. Yeah, it's like a, it's like you know those wrestling matches where like one of the tag team guys goes without the other one. It's like you know he's losing. Like 
They're, he's only good when he's in a tag team. Waluigi has no business here without Wario. What are you doing here? <laughs> Sick freak. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, you're here for the doubles thing, right? Where's Wario? Like, I'm trying to think of why there'd be no Wario. Is he too fat for the Game Boy Advance? Like, <laughs> Look, is Bowser's here? Donkey Kong's here? They're pretty fat. I also like that this game They're has fat, yeah. <laughs> a shit ton of characters, but only six of them are Mario characters. Like, the vast majority of this game is just random people. Oh, even better. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Well, because this game, if if I'm, memory serves, this game was like, because you couldn't, you could do multiplayer on the Game Boy Advance, but that wasn't its strong suit. Like, this was where the Mario sports games got super RPG. Like, there's a story mode where you're going through the tennis club, like, battling other opponents and whatnot. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah, they, have, they do have Mario, Peach, Luigi, Waluigi, Donkey Kong, Bowser... End of list for the Mario characters. That's it. That's so bizarre. That, like, I mean, where? You no know, Yoshi. No like, Yoshi. Yeah, no Toad. No, I believe this is the only one also where Yoshi's not playable. Hmm. You do, however, get feels very weird to include Waluigi instead of Yoshi without Wario. Like, I'm, I'm getting it now that it's like some kind of limitation on the character slots, I guess. But like. Yeah, and you're going like body types. You know, you got your like, you know, or your classic Mario Kart and like racing archetypes. You got your light, your mediums, your heavies, or whatever. You chose Waluigi instead of Yoshi as one of your medium characters, and then you got you know no Wario as a heavy. Like, yeah, they could have rebalanced this a bit. There's a, there's a total of 36 playable characters, six of which what? are Mario characters. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, I didn't scroll down far enough. There's 30 other characters. <laughs> yeah, you do get you do get beloved characters like. Kyle and Linda and my personal favorite Mel, who is literally just Chun Li. It just keeps going. Dweezil. <laughs> Lest we forget Chad. Yes, uh, you know the Virgin Chad. Um, man. Okay, so yeah, I take it all back. Nothing about this makes any sense. There were no limitations. They just didn't feel like characterizing the Mario characters for a tennis RPG. They just threw in 30 fucking nothing characters instead. That's that's insane! Plus, uh, on the 64, you had Mario Tennis on 64 in Game Boy Color, and you could link up with a transfer pack, right? Yes! There's nothing like this with this in the GameCube equivalent of this game. No! <laughs> There's Mario Tennis, or Mario Power Tennis on GameCube. There's no interactivity between these two games. Damn. <laughs> I mean, but I thought that was also one of the hallmarks of the whole Game Boy Advance GameCube era. <laughs> like, that's, you know, that's what that's they why, do. That's why they went with, like, hey, it's tennis, but an RPG, because you're not going to do anything else. Jesus. I'm fascinated by this. It, it suddenly doesn't feel like it should even be called Mario Tennis. It should be, like, you know, I don't know, Tennis Academy starring, featuring Mario. <laughs> Which know, Mario? Mario. It should be named after the 30 characters instead of the six. <laughs> Weird. Clay, Ace, Sophia, Meg. God, who are these people? They're nobody. And, you know, but if it were if it were something like you know, Nintendo, you know, Tennis Tour featuring the Marios and Waluigi, then you know, I could see it. But calling it Mario Tennis feels wrong at this point. 
You know what my favorite part of this is? Is there's 36, 36 characters, eight of which are initially playable, six Nintendo characters, and two not Nintendo characters. So the rest of the game, you're just unlocking these other characters. God, just imagine how long, if you didn't know what you were getting into, imagine how long you'd be unlocking these nonsense characters thinking that maybe you were going to get another Nintendo character. <laughs> yeah. All right, I just got Dweezil. Yoshi's gotta be next. <laughs> gotta be next. I did another fucking character bench. Here comes Toad. Oh, wait, it's Mel. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also, I'm not sure which is better because Mario Golf on the N64 did the opposite. You had like four human characters and then you started unlocking Mario characters. And I remember playing that game like, who the fuck is Chaz? Like, why do I care? Yeah, I got to be plum and win three matches to play just as Mario. I don't know about this. <laughs> thinking about it the other way like you got all these people at the country club and you know they see like mario walk in like okay they yeah. say see like luigi walk in like okay they must be related then donkey comes donkey kong comes in and they're like that's a, a an ape and he's just wearing a tie he, who mm-hmm. let that guy in and then <laughs> bowser comes in and they're like whoa you're just letting anybody come into this this, this establishment mm-hmm it should be Caddyshack. The, the, the framework for the story should definitely be Caddyshack. Oh, man, you can play as Bill Murray. I mean, I don't see how it could be Caddyshack if Wario's not in it, because Wario is obviously the Rodney Dangerfield character. That's true. I mean, How I would guess... that sound, David? Yeah. <laughs> Wario's Rodney Dangerfield. Go. Go. We're the Ola getting a lane. It's good. A plus for Wario's ship. I don't want to think about it, but it's good. <laughs> I'm just saying, what, you know, like, oh, man, I'm just picturing, like, the stuffy country club guy from, uh, you know, Caddyshack, but reacting to, like, Donkey Kong showing up at the country club. <laughs> just, yeah. I, see, I like, to, I like to imagine that, you know, they're sitting there watching as they come in, like, oh, those are those the plumbers? Wait, they've got rackets. Are they going to change clothes? No? Okay. Wait, why is an ape coming on to the... Wi- oh, here's Mel. Okay, everything's fine. Yeah. Right. Thank God. We're back Mel. to normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, no, this is uh, this is crazy, man. Um, it should also be noted that amongst all these unlockable characters, there it is just all white people. It, it really does feel a little country club in here. This is weird. <laughs> no, there's a woman named Kyoko. I'm pretty sure she's Asian. Uh, can't tell from this picture. And sass uh, is definitely ambiguous. Sass? Sass. <laughs> hmm. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Well, no, he I, does. I shouldn't know who it is because he's a fucking made-up <laughs> character from Mario Tennis. But, you know, he does look a little bit like Daddy Magic from AEW, so maybe he's Canadian. Um, man. What a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> blown away by this yeah i don't like it it's it's weird to me that they would do this well good news you don't have to like it because uh i have another bonus game oh i thought you were gonna say because it's on the game boy advance you don't have to play it (laughs) and for this one i'm gonna i want to do that rule of uh if you know it you can steal it like answer immediately (laughs) All right, here you go. Stakes is high.
Anybody ready to steal? If I steal it now and I get it wrong, is it, is it you know, I'm eliminated from guessing again? Yes. <laughs> All right, then I'm not prepared to steal. <laughs> Jesse David? Um, I want to buy time because I want to check one thing. All right, next song. But Okay, yeah. <laughs> Up, oh, Dave is requesting the steal. Here we go. You stopping the song? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Let's do it. Davis oh, says man. new Super Mario Brothers two, which is correct. My hint for this game was going to be that this is the third game in the sub series because they did that thing where they did new Super Mario Brothers, new Super Mario Brothers Wii U, and then new Super Mario Brothers two, which I find wholly confusing. So yeah, John. John, would you like me to clarify how I knew that? Well, no, you knew it because it was goddamn new Super Mario Brothers music. I knew it once that second song started playing too. But you know, well, I didn't realize it was ring in and steal it. I would have written it down if given the fucking. God. <laughs> David, I, I think mean, it, I already had it written before he rang man, in. That, that bag of money sure is paying off. Dude. Yeah, then. <laughs> I, I recognize the castle music was New Super Mario Brothers, but the first song is the ending from Super Mario Brothers 3, and New Super Mario Brothers 2 specifically brought back the um, Super Leaf. Oh, which they made a very, very big deal of in all the advertisements. Mm. And if I remember, they milk nostalgia because in this game you fight Reznor as a boss, too. I thought the only thing about this game was coins. I didn't think... You know, I forgot about the Super Leap thing. Um, that was more of a Super Mario 3D Land kind of thing, but uh, shows what I know. <laughs> we'll see. No, because in 3D World and 3D Land, it was the Tanuki suit that came from the Leaf, whereas this, it was literally the like raccoon ears and tail. You are not impressed by my semantic knowledge. No, no, I'm, not. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> I'm not impressed. I honestly think you've got that information wrong, but it's fine. Yeah. No, I'm oh. pretty... I I will wager, it's like, pretty. points that the raccoon ears and tail were in New Super Mario Bros. 2 and the full suit was in 3D Land and 3D World. Ooh. I'm just saying, they marketed 3D Land with a fucking raccoon tail hanging off the fucking logo. I know, because they brought back the Tanuki suit. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, yeah it's fine. Um, Do you guys want to have our first ever gambling round? <laughs> <laughs> that would be right in line with the theme of New Super Mario Bros. 2, which again was coins. <laughs> um, I don't care for this game. No, I've wow. never played it, I'll be honest. But, uh... I, I I had a hard time, like, again, I hate this naming scheme of, like, just throw new in front of it. Oh, throw two in front of it. Oh, but it's the third game? Like, what's this, like, it just makes no sense to me. I don't get it. I don't get it. This, I'm, and I'm not trying to pick a fight with John, but I'm, like, not a particularly huge fan of the new Super Mario Brothers games. I enjoy them, like, they're fine. I just don't think they're great and this feels out of all of them to be the most half-assed like 
because the whole gimmick is collecting coins and you're supposed to collect coins and everything. And there are secrets where there are additional coins and levels, but like that's it. Like there's nothing extra special, just replay levels and get coins. And then if you collect, I think it's 1 million coins, you get like a gold Mario statue on the title screen and that's it. Like it's, I, I hate unlockables like that. It feels very slapped together. Like, people like the new Super Mario Brothers games. Quick, put one on the 3DS. We'll sell some. Right. Almost like they just said, I don't know, give me some levels. Give me some coins. Give me that power-up that we just brought back in Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, but it was more of a focus in Super Mario 3D Land than it'll be in this. This one will just be about coins and gold raccoons, whereas Super Mario 3D Land was literally marketed with, like, the leaf and the tail on the logo. Yeah, pretty slapped together, all things considered. I think the only thing that I really did love about this game was there was a gold flower, which turned you into gold Mario, and you threw gold balls, and when those hit something, they exploded and turned, like, all of the blocks and enemies into gold coins. And that seemed like a really cool, useful power that they've never brought back again. I like it. This... I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> yeah, no, so when I I bought a 3DS a few years ago, uh, thanks to a pricing error at Kmart, and um, where basically uh, other stores would price match Kmart, and Kmart did not disclose that the, the, the cheap price was the like in-store only price, and was only at a few stores or whatever, so I went to Kmart and got a 3DS for like 100 bucks. And then I went out and bought games. I bought the new Super Mario Bros. 2, and I, I played it once for like 10 minutes, and I haven't actually played it since. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, don't... that's... Yeah. I was going to say, playing it for 10 minutes, like, that's enough to, like, get this game, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, anything else in new Super Mario Bros. 2? No. <laughs> Jesse? John? Nope. All right. Well, on that note, I guess I'm going to go ahead and take it to the uh, calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Do you hear that, like, balloons, the aerobic sound? Like... Oops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. Well, guys, he did it. David. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Give me a second here. Give me a second here. All right. Well, guys, you played a great game today. I'm very proud of all of you. I'm going to give you all A pluses of sportsmanship, except John. I'm sorry, John, you're getting an F today. Uh, you did a lot of trash talking. We don't appreciate hear that here on Game That Tune. And uh, David, it looks like that you get to be the August Absurdity Champion. Or if that's too hard to say, you can also say Absurd King. That's fine, too. Uh, so, David, do you have anything you, that you would like to say to the uh, everyone else that got to play tonight? Um, I just want to say that tonight's show was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed it. I think there were some really good games. I think there were some not as good games. But overall, it was an enjoyable time. I'm glad to have spent it with all of you. And I hope to be a good king. Oh, David, that's very that's lovely. That's a lovely sentiment. I'm, I'm proud of you, son. Uh, go grab a Capri Sun and an orange slice out of the cooler when you get a second, okay? 
Ooh. John, do you have anything that you would like to say? I'm sorry, I should come back to you in a second, Jesse. Do you have anything that you would like to say about how this all went down? Uh, no. John, as the previous defending champion, do you have anything that you would like to say? A challenge or a gauntlet that you would like to throw for David for next year? What are you doing? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm a sub. I'm David, the... talk to David. I'm not your usual coach. <laughs> I will, David. And to fucking rub it in after they lose. What's the matter with you? That's true. <laughs> All right, you want so to David, about how it feels to lose? You know, the butt. talk to the champ. It's his fucking moment. Congratulations, David. Great game. <laughs> Thank you, John. All right, so David, I'm probably not going to have this job here tomorrow because I've been a terrible substitute coach. All right, uh, my time here at this uh, institution is not 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 long for this world. So, David, you uh, you have won August Absurdity in tonight's game. What bonus tunes are you going to take us home with? Uh, should I give a theme for next week? Yes, please. <laughs> um, so, normally August Absurdity is a little more heated and battly, and this time it was pretty chill. So now that August Absurdity is done and everything is cleared, I kind of want to get into that fighting spirit. So the theme for next week's episode is shooting games. Are they first person, third person, top down, side scrolling? All second up to person. you. If you can find a second person shooting game, sure, but a game where you shoot. Alright, David, that sounds great. And what do you have for bonus tunes for us? Uh, to close out the show with that theme, uh, the classic shooter song, the theme from Doom. Alright, beautiful. Peace out. Or, uh, go take a lap, everybody. Did you guys do all the outros when I literally walked away to grab the cat? Did, did you thank the patrons and thank everybody for listening? Did all that happen in 10 seconds? Yes. Oh, don't we do the patrons after the bonus tune or no? Oh, no, we don't. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. I would like to thank our patrons for this evening. Lance Revere, Bradford Stevens, Damian Beckles, Modal Madness, Taylor L, Sam L, Y, Grimbury, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsaddled Zebra, Akadar, The Kerrigan, and Rafzig. Uh, thank you so much for being patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you for tuning in. Everybody watching live along with us. You can also check out the podcast form of this show uh, on Tuesdays on any podcast device or at GameThatTune.com. Uh, also, you should check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash GameThatTune, where we have tons of fun exclusives like movie commentaries and GTG Gems, where we talk about games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. And, uh, oh, John, is there, I don't usually host. Is there anything I'm missing here? I usually thank the requesters again. I direct everybody to actually check out Patreon. I don't just thank the uh, producers there. Um, and the radio. Yeah, plug the radio. All right, so I'd like to thank our requesters for the night. We had a request from Muddle Madness and a request from Ravseek. You can drop those requests on GameThatTune.club, our social media site, or on our Discord. Uh, if you go to our website, GameThatTune.com, there's a link to the Discord. Again, Patreon.com slash GameThatTune for fun and awesome exclusives. And I, I think that's all the things. And then, yeah, really just, you know, sell up the, you know, I don't know, enormousness of the circumstances, the most stupendous, uh, you know, finale in the history of August absurdity and turn the floor over to David to really uh, take this us is, on a high note. 
Isn't he like a two-time champ or something? Three-time. Three, oh, yeah. David, our three-time champ. Any last words here? Is it three or is it four? Who cares? Okay. okay. Don't get cocky. Um, <laughs> oh, too late for that. Um, no, like I said, it was a good game, and I look forward to being king on next week's episode, and it should be a lot of fun. And I'm sorry, and that's Dave. an adorable kitten. And one more time, David, what was that bonus song? Uh, we are going out with the theme from Doom. Beautiful. Peace out, everybody. So let's see here. Wave Race is copyright 1992 Nintendo. Guilty Gear Zerd Sign is copyright 2014 Arc System Works. Crusty Super Fun House for the Genesis is copyright 1992 Audiogenic. Legend of the Mystical Ninja is copyright 1992 Konami. Defenders of Dinatron City is copyright 1992 Lucasfilm Games. Mario Tennis Power Tour is copyright 2005 Came Out Software and Nintendo. And New Super Mario Bros. 2 is copyright 2012 Nintendo.